0: So, hey guys, we're going to be doing something a little different for about the next uh, two months. Uh, for the next couple months, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you commonly ask us through our social media outlets. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Hey, guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post. This is my new favorite coffee, and of the three flavors that they are currently offering, my favorite is their Camp Cook. Camp Cook is their dark roast. It's strong and bold, but it doesn't have that burnt taste. A lot of dark roasts start to taste burnt. This is smooth. This is my favorite coffee. I enjoy uh, pouring this in my drip machine or in my coffee press and drinking it black. It is that good. Guys, when you go to junipermountaintradingpost.com and you're getting ready to check out in the box, enter ARENA and get 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena Podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of today's number one podcast on Spotify, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show as you know, in 2023, our goal is to gather 365 hero stories in 365 days. A hero story is a testimony of transformation or a decisive act to grow. It's not uh, about you telling us how great we are. It's not about any of that. It's about you telling us your story and how God is using you to impact those who love you. And when we use your story, if you hit us up at info@menandarena.org, at we'll send you some swag just to say thanks. This next hero story comes from Nico on Instagram. This is really cool. Nico writes, I had the honor of meeting one of the members of your ministry. His name is Kevin. He was actually visiting my church in Southern California and was a guest at our men's Bible study group this evening. He walked in the room wearing a men in the arena shirt and hat. And I asked him, is that the same as the men in the arena podcast? I listened to that podcast, small world. So the guy that walked in the room, Kevin is one of our Team leaders. He's also a professor at a local university. Uh, all of our men in the arena captains get a, a flag. We call it the captain flag. It allows them to display uh, proudly their involvement with our ministry uh, in their garage gym, at their office, wherever they want. Kevin actually displays his on the window outside of his university campus. It is a bold move, and we sure appreciate Kevin so much. Okay. Yeah, so the question is you're, you're a, a, a father in a divorce situation. So the children are living with mom and you're divorced and the mother is bad mouthing you to the children and it is affecting how the children view you as a father. So that's the question. So I will tell you when I was 13 years old on my 13th birthday, my parents sat my brother and sister and I down and gave us, the it's not your fault we're getting a divorce speech. So I am a child of a divorce. So I understand divorce. I understand that dynamic. My parents both remarried soon after that. So we've dealt with the step parenting. We dealt with the parents divorcing. uh, We dealt with, you know, one parent, you know, is at fault. Generally speaking, one isn't all of that stuff. So here's what I would say to your current situation. First of all, it is all about time you are playing long ball with your children. So I have always believed that the truth will be told out in time. So you, as you live out your faith and you live out your life as a man of integrity, even if you might have been the cause of the divorce, you continue to just play long ball with your children. So I would say it's about long ball. I would say you should never reciprocate the evil that your wife puts on you. So never reciprocate her evil for you. The Bible says, do not repay evil for evil, right? So you talk your ex-wife up. You talk up your children's mother to them. So when she's speaking evil, you're speaking good things. So that then your kids begin to see, wow, mom, dad never talks bad about mom. So And that raises your level of integrity. And I would say, man, do the best you can to be the best father that you can be. I had one man... Uh, who I knew who, after the divorce, uh, he did some things that created a bad situation, but his, his ex-wife poisoned the well and his kids wouldn't talk to him. And I remember Christmas was coming and he was telling me he wasn't even going to buy Christmas presents for his daughters, for his kids. And I said, man, that's a bad decision because now you're affirming everything she's saying about you. So you as a dad now need to do the best you can to be the best father that you can be to those children. You may have to up your game more than you did when you were in the house. To prove to your children that you are a, a great father who loves them deeply. So you are playing long ball, right? So the truth will always prevail. You're playing long ball. Don't ever bad mouth your spouse and be a better dad than you were before the divorce. So the question is, how do I lead my uh, son or daughter uh, into a deeper spiritual growth while leading them away from legalistic and funda- fundamental religion? So Here's what I would say about that. First of all, if you're if by fundamental you mean biblical, I would totally disagree with you. I think biblical Christianity is going to have absolutes. It will have a fundamental values. So, if by fundamentalism you're saying biblical, then I would disagree. But by if you're saying by fundamentalism, you're talking about legalism, like you have to do this and this and this. Then I would agree with you. So I want to start there, and. Here's what I will say to you as a father leading your children. And this is something I wish I would have done more of. I raised my children. I was in full-time ministry. My children went to church. My children were mandated to go to church. So that may be legalism to you. To me, that is uh, something that we as believers do. We take our children, our families to church. Our children were also mandated to attend one other extra church activity that was spiritual, like Young Life Campus Life or the church youth group. I was the youth pastor. So they had a a great, they loved it. But here's the thing I think you sh- you as a father should do more. I wish I did this more. You need to let your children watch you wrestle through your faith. In other words, when you tithe to your church, don't do bill pay. Don't throw a couple pennies or nickels in there, spare change. You write that check. You hand the check to your sons and daughters. You let them watch that money go away in the offering basket as they put it in. Let them watch it. Let, let them hear from you what God is doing in your life. Let them watch you live out your faith through Christian service the the, the parents that do the best imparting Christianity to their children are the parents who who invite their children into their space uh, of their're wrestling, they're struggling uh, the journey of where God provided and answered prayers and and I I, I as a father, I was great at teaching my kids the word. We did it five days a week at the breakfast table. I was great at getting our kids to go to church and those things. But the part where I feel like I could have done better is bringing my children into my personal life with Jesus and what he did and said to me. So, And that's hard when you're parenting because parenting is a lot of precepts but it also involves personhood so precepts are the rules and the law and the the, the things that that would be seen as fundamental but the personhood is that let, let let them see you interacting with Jesus and wrestling with that so that's that's what i would say to this parent yeah, so uh, the question it revolves around the stress bubble, which that is our target audience. It is men who are married with children and a full time job, and uh, they are uh, paid to support the family's living situation, whether that be renting or a mortgage. And this guy is uh, on the front end of the stress bubble. He's wanting to know how do I prepare myself and make sure I thrive in the stress bubble. And I think, and I would say this first of all, bro. You just started doing it. The fact that you're asking the question, I mean, most of us have no idea when the stress bubble happens. Man, we're 25 years old and living the life. Next thing we know, we're married, have kids, a mortgage, and we don't know what hit us. And so it's knowing what hits you, what's gonna hit you. So knowing what is going to hit you is the first thing. I would say the second thing is preparing your personal life to be that man. So living a life of sexual purity So you're not bringing sexual bondage or baggage into the relationship, living a life of financial freedom. So you're not bringing debt and uh, greed into the thing, Uh, living a life of Christian service uh, and holiness before the Lord. I think it's preparing yourself on the front end so that you can have success on the back end. You know, uh, someone once said, play the movie. So play the movie. So you're a 25 to 30-year-old man, you're single, or you're married with no children. If you're married with no children, you're not fully immersed in the stress bubble. So and you're looking to your life uh, down the road, 20 years, so you're 50 years old now, you're 55. What do you want that life to look like? Do you want your marriage to be the same one? Do you want your kids to love you? and to love the Lord, and to have a great relationship with him? Do you want to uh, uh, own your house, or own real estate, or do you want to have an investment that's wise there? You know, whatever that is, you need to plan for that on the front end, and then work towards that towards the back end. So I think you ask the question, so you are already in the, you're a one percenter, so congratulations there, and then just uh, track your life, what you want it to look like, and then go for it. If you need any more uh, advice or if you have any more questions, please hit me up. We're pretty good at responding rapidly to your questions. Uh, and if this episode helped you today, guys, do me a favor, man. Click this link, copy it, and send it to somebody you love. Till next time, feel the wet sound on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty, grind it out, and be a man.